Welcome to Enlivening Musings, episode 14. We are going to continue a bit here on our pleasure journey and discuss resistance to pleasure. So welcome, welcome. I am Crystal. And I'm Katie. And let's get into it. Yeah. Like, I think the whole concept of resistance to pleasure is huge because you know, in our last episode talking about pleasure, it can bring up so many different things for people and that concept of still just not doing it <laughs> mm-hmm. or still, mm, it's a block, it's resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mentioned this to Crystal because I've, I've noticed it coming up in me and I think that's been big because before I wasn't even noticing it. And that's what I always tell people, you know, without awareness, there's no choice. So if you're not even aware, you can't choose whether you want pleasure or not. Um, And I've noticed it in myself. I've noticed it in the past in some of the habits I did, but I've noticed it more now with a new way of looking at it. Like, that's funny. Why am I um, holding myself back from that enjoyment in more of a that's interesting and then being like, well, no, I'm going to I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to take this time so well and I feel it I feel it in my body a lot where it feels as tension it feels I feel resistance yeah that's cool I use that a lot in my practice too and I'm working with people when they're just like they feel like they can't feel or they feel resistance and I'm always like well feel the resistance I never want people to bypass it and be and be like, well, no, let it soften. I don't even like to say that to people. I'm like, feel where the resistance is. Feel how it feels to feel resistance. What emotions come up? What's connected to that? Like, and that only takes a moment, but that is so important too, is like connecting the emotion to the embodiment as far as like in what I do too, because... That's huge. And sometimes emotions can kind of like flip like a lot of times from like fear to sadness and it goes back and forth or anger to sadness. Um, and I, a lot of times we'll let people just kind of flow through that. But the other day when I had a session, I was going between those two emotions and my um, therapist was like kind of pushed me to stay with the anger instead of letting myself go into the sadness which is more of a victim thing and that was huge for me of what I felt and experienced and how often I see that in women it goes from like I see this anger bubbling but then it goes into sadness almost like this martyr victim and I think that's something interesting to kind of maybe encourage people or hold them in that space of letting them feel that first emotion that comes up that strongest and just like it kind of contained to what we're talking about is like, let yourself just be in that. You don't have to try to avoid it. Like you don't have to try to avoid pleasure. Just it's okay to like force yourself to stick with it. Cause sometimes we just default into our comfort zone and what's easier and safer. And what we've been taught is um, maybe more okay to be. Absolutely. I mean, that's something I thought of when you're talking about the anger Because women have so often been hushed out of their anger, Mm -hmm. and especially in our generation, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and before us, 
Mm-hmm. So being able to be with that, I think it's huge to be able to be with the resistance and see what it is. And that's another skill that it just takes practice. The more you're doing it, the more you get to listen to yourself. So depending on where you're at with listening to your own body and feeling and sensing those emotions, this might be trickier and you're just recognizing, you're just paying attention and just listen. And when you say that about the first emotion, I like to say that even with the first idea, Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) because you might have an idea and instantly you go, oh, not that one. Yeah. What is that first idea? What is your resistance to pleasure? And just take that moment right now. Like, hear what I'm saying. What is your resistance to pleasure? And what comes up? What are those first things that come up? A lot of times I Mm. think it's not feeling worthy. It's not knowing (coughs) how. It's not knowing what's possible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then that stuff goes deeper. So especially not feeling worthy goes really, really deep. Who am I to be vibrant and healthy and amazing when there's Mm -hmm. so much sorrow and pain in the world? And I always wrap that to, but who are you not to be all of that so you can impact the world? Because it's only through our own vitality and awesome that we can make changes. It's really hard to make changes when we're sitting somewhere in pain and suffering and not feeling alive and vital. It's really hard to change the world. And if we think about even butterfly effects and our energetic frequencies and how they impact the world, it's just so profound. Mm. It is, yeah. Your your resonance alone impacts people. Yeah, so much more than you'll ever even know. Yeah. Yeah, it is really incredible. And and the more you step into, like, your true self of who you are, even though it can feel scary, sometimes in my experience, it's so powerful. It's just incredible. And people feel that. And that's one of my favorite sayings is how like when you step into yours, it gives everyone else permission to step into theirs. And it just creates this awesome domino effect of just like I always tell people like a big love fest where you're just like loving on each other and just telling each other how wonderful you are. And it's not um, like patronizing. It's just like so from your heart and it just creates this awesome feeling and you can feel it even if you're in person or over text or email like just that ability coming right back to feeling pleasure of just but to me what comes with that is feeling really vulnerable that's what came up when I thought about that like you know it feels vulnerable to for me based on my experience to tell someone like you're so awesome like I love what you do it makes me feel really like (laughs) yeah yeah because people don't know how to accept compliments either so What's nice about like interacting with you, Crystal, is like if I tell you that, you're just like, thank you. And like you take it in, but then it makes me feel good and safe saying it to you because I, it's just like this sense of safety because you're going to take it and then it feels good. And then I feel safe maybe taking some back. And it's a really cool friendship and it's just interesting. I don't know. It's cool. It's fun. Cool. It's 
well, <laughs> something. Um, <laughs> receiving is tied into all of this resistance for pleasure. Mm, and, yeah. you know, we touched on that for two seconds in the other episode. And that capacity to actually receive takes practice because mm-hmm. we're told we should be modest and humble, mm-hmm. which is great. You can be humble and you can take things with grace. And it's not selfish to receive a compliment. Right. It's not selfish to receive, period. <laughs> yeah. It so. makes people more comfortable. Now that I observe it in other people, when someone gets complimented and they kind of reject it back and did it, it makes the situation super awkward and uncomfortable. But if people are just like, thank you and take it in, it becomes this beautiful interaction. And I think that could be expanded to everything in life. Like we're just saying resistance of pleasure. (laughs) So it's so cool. As we're talking, I keep having like these aha moments and like, I hope you guys are having them too as you're listening and thinking about some ways that um, you've maybe resisted pleasure and ways that you haven't and like how that feels or even just do it as an exercise today. Like maybe you purposefully just like resist something and see how it feels in your body and then mindfully um, take in some pleasure, like even like in an interaction because that might be a more direct way for you to feel it. Like if someone says something nice to you, like let yourself feel it and feel how it feels in your body and see how they respond to it. And it just becomes like this. I'm just picturing like this sphere of like colorful love energy, just spinning. And I mean, that's so beautiful to think of that just happening throughout the world. It is just those little things. And I, some of this stuff I always say, when I'm working people, I'm like it might sound kind of cliche and cheesy, but it is for a reason because it it's good stuff, you know? Yeah, and it's real. And I think that yeah. sometimes gets hard for people because it's not tangible physical. Mm-hmm. It's just tangible feeling. And, you know, that can I mean, sometimes muck people up because they don't trust themselves and or... yeah. Feelings can be scary. (laughs) Another thing, when you're talking about the compliments and stuff, though, I was thinking about truly receiving money and how much that changed for me, especially if anyone Mm -hmm. out there is a business owner or a service practitioner or anything, Mm -hmm. being able to receive money. And for me, one practice that I did, I have no idea where I got this from, um, was when somebody... Well, when I give somebody money, I say, I give this to you with the intention of it coming back to us both tenfold. And so it's the idea of, you know, if I'm giving somebody 60 bucks, now they're going to get $600 and I'm going to get $600, you know? And it's, it's not like it works like that where all of a sudden I have $600. Okay, (laughs) boom. Um, but the energetic frequency of me giving the money yeah. has a whole new vibration. It's of joy and mm-hmm. abundance. and It's just moving the energy. Like money is just a form of energy. And it's you got to move it to keep it moving. Yeah. Is kind of, uh, that's the teaching I think of. You just got to keep it 
keep it going. If you hold on too tight, it gets stagnant, which ties back to everything we're talking about. The same thing. You can't hold anything too tight or it it dies, you know, and gets stagnant, doesn't move. Yes. Yeah. So tight, they're just like in that kind of tonic yeah. state, and it's almost like you don't use it, you lose it. But also, if you keep it too tight, it yeah, doesn't function properly either, and so you lose it. You lose the functionality and the juiciness and the suppleness and the awesome. Yeah. 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 That's, you know, our work, I work in the, a lot in the pelvic floor. So I think of that totally like that. And then the blood flow gets restricted and just like all the things that happen and how, yeah, that's good. Why is everything in life so interconnected? (laughs) You could talk about any topic and it all like this. It's like these universal principles apply. Yeah. So it's just so great if you can again, just tap into that pleasure and let that start flowing into all those other areas of your life. But it's interesting when you talk about um, like money, I, I think I've heard a lot of people say, and it's, you know, we hate to always like gender everything, but it's so common for women to have a hard time receiving money for what they do as well. Um, tying into just all aspects of receiving for women, which is the feminine way, but it's hard for us for some reason. I was talking with a, a friend of mine about like some business stuff and, um, he just wanted some advice and I was like, well, you know, getting used to like even taking money from people. And to him, he was like, well, that's not a big deal. If I do a service, like people are going to pay me. And I was like, wow. I said, that's so interesting because this is like such a theme for women of like, okay, well, if you can pay me, but let me give you this other gift too. Like, (laughs) and I, like I've gotten better, but I still see myself doing that. Like, Oh, I feel like this is too much, even if they've already agreed and they're like super happy to pay me the fee. They've already paid. They know what they're getting. And I'm like, let me just still send them an extra gift because <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with it. Like, okay. it's so funny. <laughs> so that is totally into those, to psychoanalyze you. No. <laughs> yes. Those, um, depths of worthiness. Mm. And you know, and, and I'm going to say that it is putting your service and value of the service interconnected with your value of yourself mm. instead of it just being the service. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's funny. I'm just like, wow, hearing you say this, because I literally on the way here was listening to someone say it. They said pretty much those exact words. <laughs> And they were talking about how it ties into, they were talking a little bit about tarot and astrology and how it's like, that's Virgo basically. And I do have a Virgo in my big three. I always, my daughter hates it because I always get confused which one. Like I know my son is an Aries, but um, I have a Virgo. And um, I'm like, wow, that is totally a lot about me. And just some interesting things I've been like working on in my practice and fees and stuff like that. And I had said, if I hear this, I told myself, if I hear this three times, okay, that's going to solidify it. So now you're four. So there we go. So it's interesting. Whenever I start to see things in synchronicity like that, I'm always like, okay, that's like really crazy. And it happens to me all the time because I am open to it now. But yeah, there, 
Yes, it's not just the service. It's who you are as a person bringing it forward. Like people have said too, they're like, they're not paying for like what you do. They're paying for you. Right, but to not have that be tied into your value as a person. Yeah. So that's where like the pricing structure and that type of... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, this could go into a whole nother... I know, we're kind of going on a tangent, but that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I have a couple other things I could say about it um, from other people that I think is cool. But I want to hone it back into these concepts quick, which is... I'll just start with that value and that self-worth piece because that'll tie mm-hmm. in. Looking at where your resistances are to receive and to then experience pleasure. And a lot of times they are tied into that self-worth component and or social stigmas on receiving. So here's a great area where you can check out your definitions Mm-hmm. What are my beliefs about receiving and living a life full of pleasure and all of that stuff and see what are some of your top ones. And another mm. thing while we were getting prepared for this chat, um, <laughs> we were talking about the importance of just doing it even if you're not feeling mm-hmm. it right away. So that's another huge thing, too, when you're sitting there and you're like, okay, great. I ate this piece of chocolate slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was fine. But my life hasn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> transformed. And it's not about just the one time. And it's about some of that repetition. Mm-hmm. And if you are going into doing something like, breast massage as a practice since that's one of the first things that I've been sharing with my VIPs like that's something be with it for a while the first time you're just like okay great I'm just rubbing my boobs whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the next time you might be oh I actually feel some of this tension that she's talking about as you know we first focus on our pectoral and our rib cage mm-hmm. and then, oh or oh the power of the pause while I'm just holding my breasts what's Mm -hmm. all there yeah and that non-feelingness of it can sometimes be the resistance as well yeah so if you're kind of just just do it anyway for a little bit unless it's uncomfortable (laughs) yeah you know but if you're just up against resistance and that's the only thing that's uncomfortable feel on that be with that versus yeah yeah because there's I think, you know, thinking of that and some of the work I've done when I do breast work on people, there can be so much emotion there and so much grief in that area. And, you know, we're working around the heart space. And sometimes with some of these practices, I feel like there might be some yucky stuff that comes up at first. So like you're working in the pleasure, but there might be um, like thoughts or feelings that come up as you are working into it you know like it it doesn't always like for me it doesn't always go right to pleasure it might feel like oh when I slow down and really feel myself like wow I might have a lot of like heavy emotions on the surface right now and just but then you let those come up because underneath lives the pleasure and 
um, like so much love is what I always tell people. Like people are sometimes afraid to feel in certain areas of their body. I know I was, I was like, Ooh, there's going to be some icky stuff. I don't want to go there. I don't want to feel that. I don't want anyone to touch me there. But once you just go there and let that stuff move, it's always beautiful underneath. It's always wonderful underneath. Like yeah. it's never not. I've just, that's all I've ever experienced with myself and with patients. So like when I think of like doing some of the breast massage, like you just, you might have to be with some of the stuff. I mean, there's a lot of different societal things that women feel about their breasts, right? Yeah. Too big, too small, it, asymmetrical, lumpy, saggy, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, just all those things. So I think letting yourself feel that as you're doing it is like a huge part of it. And that's probably what you go over in, in the class too. But, um, I love that practice. I give it to people all the time. I think it promotes such body love. In yeah. s I don't know how it works, but it just does. It does, and it harmonizes your hormones, actually. Yeah. It can really harmonize your hormones, and you can take the practice further and actually connect it with your genitalia and your ovaries and stuff so that the hormones mm. really harmonize themselves. That's interesting. Are we going to talk next episode about breast massage? Are we come up, yeah, okay. We'll the heart space. Just, just yeah, because there's some, maybe I should pause because there's some interesting things that I talk about with that too, with breast massage. So stay tuned. We're going to get more into that on another episode when we go into the heart space, I think a little bit more, but um, yeah, resistance to pleasure. It's an interesting thing. Um I, I will share my little story because we were talking about this before and I think maybe some people could connect to it is I've noticed in myself um, little things like, oh, maybe I really like this. And my daughter calls me out on this, like I'll maybe buy a special treat that I like and I'll eat like just a little bit and then feel like I need to save it. But then that saving it might end up to the point that it's no longer good and I've saved it forever for nothing or I was telling Crystal this weird thing, like I don't wear my engagement ring a lot. It's kind of, a, it gets in the way with the work I do because it stands off my finger compared to my wedding band. But sometimes I'll be like, oh, I don't want it to get dirty or different things like that. And I'll like be resisting myself the pleasure of wearing it. And I love it. I like, I love what it stands for. I love how it looks. I love how it feels when I wear it and I look down at it. Um, and so I've noticed myself doing that and have to tell myself like, no, it's mine to wear and use whenever I want. <laughs> and just how I would like resist that or even like my favorite shirt. Oh, I, maybe I better just save that outfit. Right, right, right. You know, like for what, you know? Right. So it's out of style or I no longer like it or like. It yeah. So, so what are we, yeah, like this yeah. resistance to even things like that, that bring us pleasure is an interesting well, default. Okay. So this, this is going to tie in a little bit to our precursor conversation too, about how much people don't pay much attention to, um, death as an advisor Ooh. because if you were going to die tomorrow or next week, Mm -hmm. How would you be living your life differently? Mm -hmm. And so you'd wear the ring, you'd wear the clothes, you'd use the gift certificate, you'd eat the snack. Use <laughs> all the good perfume and shampoo and yeah. And it's about being overindulgent. 
about using it when you want to and not doing that block resistance thing for what some special day that's going to happen when who knows it's oh, a very, gosh. very common thing and honestly as um i'm hearing you say it it's reminding me of <laughs> i'm going to say my name again <laughs> hmm. of a money alchemy thing where certain traits that people have with the way they handle don't handle money bleeds into the way their nervous system responds and reacts and so hoarding or saving or not saving or Mm. spending everything right when you get it those types of things all pertain to different components of flight freeze fawn interesting all of that so it would make me curious to look into that a little bit more of what would be like saving something. It's, it's not hoarding where I have to have so many of these things, but, mm-hmm. but kind of, right? It's mm-hmm. like a holding on to it mm-hmm. for a thing, you know? So what nervous system response would that one be? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's hearing you say that too and I don't know if I've mentioned this before I heard someone sharing how even the makeup of your tissues and your collagen whether you're like super flexible or a really sturdy body type ties into if you're more into that fight or flight response or your how your nervous system is made can affect your physical tissues and that was really cool yes and how I think it's a newer thing coming out that they're maybe studying, but it's very interesting of how, like, it's like, does your body become that way because of the stimuli of the nervous system? Or are you, which kind of makes sense, like this, the whole idea of you're like a sturdier build person, you might be more like stoic and less flighty. Mm -hmm. And if you're more like, this flowy but you know it's just like nature like I think of a sturdy tree versus like a reed blowing in the wind so just hearing that um and I don't know if there's like a ton of science behind it but I was like that's interesting how your structural body can change which to me makes sense because of just its nature yeah and how we can strengthen it in certain ways isn't that just like a cool concept like wow because I think about it when I was reading like the money piece I was like okay flight (laughs) that sounds about right (laughs) I get into a situation this is not comfortable I'm just gonna leave (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I'll just go over there and thinking about I'm pretty flexible and flowy and stuff where it's like I'm out of here fly right over there and y'all can deal with that over Mm -hmm. here and so (laughs) It, yeah, it's interesting. Fascinating. To yeah. That. But that's something in how it ties in with resistance to pleasures. How, what is your default? Mm-hmm. How does your nervous system default? Do you become paralyzed? And if so, you know, you talk about being with the resistance, agree 1000%. And then where do we bring in that softening? Yes. You know? Because then once you've acknowledged Yes. All of these things. Now, what do you need 
to soften. Yeah. What would you like to feel? Yeah. Yeah. Now you get to decide. Yeah. It always comes down to you got to feel what is happening and then you get to decide what would be a better way to be. Yeah. What makes me want. What would feel good. Or sometimes I tell people to, well, they're like, I can't relax or I can't. What would it feel like if you could? Oh, yeah. Brings you into the pleasure, right? What would it feel like if you could have pleasure? And then for me, well, what's the emotion that comes up? What, how does that make you feel to think about receiving pleasure? You know, again, I mean, for some people, they might get really emotional because, oh my gosh, you know, to be vulnerable, right? To me, it connects back to a lot of vulnerability. I don't know if it does for most people, but receiving and vulnerability is like huge and just not feeling like the world is on your shoulders all the time. Yeah, there's so many different layers. But it all comes back to, which I would have never thought until I started working with you, the importance of pleasure. Yeah, It's such a amazing concept. Yeah. So simple. I love, just love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, it's, we're, we're designed as humans to enjoy being in our bodies and mm-hmm. being on this planet, playing and doing yeah. and being. We're designed for pleasure. We have literal pleasure pathways yeah. in our body. And that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be the guru who's like, this is what life is all about. It <laughs> is. All of the answers. It but is. I think there's just, you know, there's just a lot of like old, kind of the old teaching in the old way is that, you know, when people talk about like we're leaving the Piscean era, we're going into the age of Aquarius, like, we're just transforming we're really new into it but we're transforming into that we're transforming out of like this hierarchy of power and like kind of a little bit of oppression into like they say freedom and liberation for all it's true yep and we all have it within ourselves like we are in the air we are our own teachers we get to take everything back for ourselves i mean it's great to have teachers and people to help guide us but um just stepping into our own power I think it is the age we're in and we've just all got to do it and And it helps everyone else and it helps everyone else yes and it's okay if you have permission (laughs) yeah like it's selfish and those types of things you're actually benefiting the world at large absolutely Awesome. Well, if you want more weekly pleasure insights, you can tap <laughs> on crystalpleasuretheory.com and join my free group or do VIPs. You will get deeper practices so you can take it all deeper in your life. And I cannot listen to a year. And <laughs> in, in little increments <laughs> in the group. And um, otherwise, you can hop on enhanceutv.com and Aliveness Academy. I have all kinds of um, free ebook on there. I have how you can book a one-on-one. My Fall in Love with You course is super affordable. And just other fun stuff is always on there and ever-changing. <laughs> and hmm, you can reach us on Instagram and mm-hmm. following things. Please yes. send us any desires of what you want to hear us talk about or what you've loved what your takeaways are it's nice to claim them for yourself yeah yeah we'd love to hear from you guys if you have any questions too and i'm 
I'm on Instagram at Katie underscore Bradshaw underscore PT. I'm pretty sure. And <laughs> uh, my website is a mile fascia release by Katie. And I do see people in person um, for treatment sessions. And I also do some virtual work too. Yes. Especially if you want to get into some steaming. Yeah. The woman. Yeah. So you can do that from mm-hmm. afar. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Enjoy your day. Bring more pleasure. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> Bye.